count me in. Come on. Do you want me to do it to a beat? Project You, the podcast. The podcast. Nathan Jake. Throw the dust in me into the eyes of my enemies. Grace Card. Okay, Google. Nick, Nick Kelly. Kelly. This is Project You, the podcast. Still haven't improved that beyond its position last week. It'll okay. get better. I, you know, have, I have, have many good Guys, anecdotes. we've had a very big week. What a fun we time we've had. It's been a really fun time. Um, I've just turned Grace's mic on. <laughs> oh, good. But you don't need to anyway. It's I would, fine. I would like to issue an apology to one Jack Pigeon. <laughs> what for? <laughs> for? For saying that I forgot he existed. Oh, yeah. He wasn't very happy about that, was he? Bisexual icon. He, he ran up to me in <laughs> at Mardi Gras. <laughs> That's right. That I listened to the podcast. You can't, then you forgot about me. How can you forget about me? <laughs> great. Did great he tell point. you how he came across it though? Because this—that was my favorite part. <laughs> oh yes, via the Google. Alert. His, yeah, no, his no, mum has a Google alert, and uh, she sent him an email that just said, "Jack, you're a famous LGBTQ," <laughs> and it was really cute. <laughs> So good. Uh, so, we might have a few new subscribers who came to us via a little interview we did with Troy Savan last week. Who? Not sure. Um, we talked about a song he revealed is going to be doing with Ariana Grande. Nathan had this to us. Uh, the song with Ariana Grande. Yes. Is that a bop, a banger, or a ballad? Somewhere in between. It's a bop, though. It's yeah. a bop. But it's like not like it's not like a poppy bop. It's like a... It makes me want to like... It's like kind of cruisy which i'm nervous Ooh. to say but um yeah it's cruisy but it's still a bop oh my, my, my. that's all we need to know for now we're okay with that uh full interview is on the podcast feed it's also on youtube it's on the website it's on our twitter it's on our <laughs> facebook it's everywhere it's all on our personal facebooks we've all shared it on instagram you will find it i'm gonna pop it on our vero account as well <laughs> yes um, has anyone actually used that in other news no. Grace got to only ask questions from a 2014 Lily <laughs> Allen interview with uh, Pop Justice. It was amazing. If you want to know what, if there's any, uh, what people apart from Troy's husband and Adele he likes, check out that episode of the podcast. Let's get into this one though. All new music right now. Twitter decide. Every week we get you guys to decide the first song that we play at ProjectU.TV on Twitter. This week it was between. It was between Jessica Marboy's We Got Love and Years and Years Sanctify. And the winner. Is years and years with 52%. Ooh, tights. How many votes? Ooh, let's see. Uh, 23. Huge. Higher than normal. So, you like this? I do. You'll be shocked to hear that I like a years and years single. <laughs> Have you had much time to di- digest this, Grace? Um, I listened to it once. Diana and I drove to a beach because she wanted to go fishing and we saw a giant stingray and I had my wallet stolen. So it was a big day, but a highlight was the Years and Years single that I listened to in the car. You literally were right next to a stingray. It flapped at me. It was terrifying. I was just like... Diana was fishing with a dumb little rod thing. You could have been and the I second over- Australian icon to have been... Uh, I could have. I could have been. I could have been the second Australian icon to be killed by a stingray. But this one seemed pretty friendly. He was cool. We buds. You know, I'm doing this. I'm, I'm extending the stingray chat so I don't have to talk about my thoughts on the guess and Yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> pretend that you don't have any thoughts on it. And I'm gonna say, I really like this. Um, I like the production on it, but I, I don't. 
I don't see this as a big lead single that gets a really big budget video. I don't see that push happening for this song. Unless, I mean, I think the videos are part of a wider thing. Mm. And maybe this is just starting that out and the next song will be big. I'm hoping that's mm. the case. Because, you know, last be time honest, we didn't start with King. Yeah. This sounds like um, a soundtrack song to a Shonda Rhimes series. <laughs> I could see it in, like, <laughs> How to Get Away with Murder or a sure, bit of Grey's sure. Anatomy or something. Scandal. That's I can hear it as good. the fifth best album track on a 2002 Britney album. I'm not mad at that assessment. It's fine. No, it's, that's not an off- offensive. Yeah, I mean, in that's fact, like... there was probably quite good songs on a 2002 Britney album. Exactly. Yeah, like it's fine for me, but you know, and I've been one of their biggest fans since day dot. I dare say, and I flew to the UK to the UK to see them in the King era, and it was amazing. And I love them, but I'm just really hoping there's more sonic brilliance in yeah. this album because I think the video is amazing. I think this whole Palo Santo concept could be really cool, but this hasn't bought me yet. Chart watch. Watch me, watch me. Oh, bloody charts are looking great, aren't they? We've got a new you know, sales number one, don't we? Same garbage. Uh, rudimentals these days has gone back to number one for some reason. Was it ever officially the number one sales song? I'm pretty sure it was, yeah. Oh, okay. For a couple of weeks. Good on it. Well done, though. I actually quite like it. Unpopular opinion. No, it's good. Oh, I don't hate it. It's just so, it's there, isn't it? It's, it's the 2018 Bill Withers Lean On Me. You said that one yeah, before I still know that I don't doubt that I'll get over it, though. And then number one on streaming is still Drake's God's Plan. We don't have to get into that. Um, Broskies. God's Plan. Um, two other songs that have been building that we talked about in the last few episodes anyway. Um, Marshmallow and Anne-Marie. F-R-I-E-N-D-S. I-N-D-S, you'll find it spelled. Khalid and Normani's Love Lies. But what we want to get into today is the new single from Megan Trainer. No excuses. No excuses, indeed. No excuses for it not to be brilliant. It's short, it's snappy. It's great. And I kind of love it. I'm pretending I don't love it. I haven't put it on any of my playlists, but every time I hear it, I'm like, yes. I watched an interview she did with Nathan's favourite interviewer, Zach Sang, today. 50 minutes of conversation between the pair, and I love her. And I met her once and she was a divine human being to be around. Oh, this kind of boppy. Yeah, slaps. Sounds like it could be on the Trolls an, soundtrack. That is an undeniably brilliant chorus. Co-written with Jay Cash, who... Of course. Yep, I mean, who else? Like Attention, Charlie Puth, that's what he was last on that I'm aware of. It's been on everything. Ed Sheeran has 15 songs in the top 100 right now. That's really That is too many. Too. We love touring. But you know that's what? That's 15%. I really don't know if I have the energy to go to his show. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot you go to his show. It's exhausting. I want a full review next podcast, please. You know what? I might have to like take a notepad. <laughs> you know phones exist, right? Uh, yeah, we're trying to conserve battery. I'm gonna have to by wasting paper. No, it could be boring. Right. Mm, yeah, waste the trees. Say battery, waste the trees. Way better. Way better option. Yeah. Why don't you just put some chalk on a chalkboard? Ideas. Queen of ideas. Speaking of queens, here's new Kylie. Stop me from falling. 
Put your Joanne hats on. <laughs> so unsurprisingly, my idiot man uh, has been playing this non-stop all weekend in the car. Bisexual icon. Just been announced to play Nova's next Red Room as well at the Beresford in Sydney. The, I'm the, very impressed by the that. The gays are shaking at that. Literally, the, the combination of Kylie and Beresford. She's played there before. We tried to Everyone's get bleaching their uh, white jeans to get ready. Maybe I'll say something else. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> it's really close. Getting the feeling this could be one of her best albums of her career. This song really reminds me of the, call. of the Britney Jean album track, Now That I Found You. Right? Isn't it similar? Oh, is this it? This goes on for a while. Oh my god! Anyway, oh, it actually does. Just an excuse to play that. (laughs) But that's that's what came to mind when I heard this song. Yeah, I got a good feeling about this, and it's nice to see you know radio playing her. And I think this song should be a radio staple. Honestly. Oh yeah. Like I can see why dancing wasn't, but. This, there's no excuse. But even dancing went pretty well for radio for a now 50-ish-year-old woman because, mm. as mm. we know, radio can be ageist quite a lot of the time. Well, oh, mate, Why too right. Still playing Dolly? At projectu.tv. Sorry, it's not my fault. I'm only three. <laughs> <laughs> so Lily Allen has two new songs out. One's written in the perspective of a three-year-old. Oh, okay. And it's so lovely. I didn't real. I hated this until I found out it was in the perspective of a three-year-old. And then I listened to the chorus lyrics, I'm only three, I'm only three, I'm only three, and realised it's written in the perspective of a three-year-old. Did you need to hear it three times to know that? <laughs> <laughs> Nick's over here being like, sounds like it was written by a three-year-old, am I right? Just <laughs> for I did that. I made a paper mache fish mask. Well, please don't go. Stay here with me. I'm only three. It's not my fault. I'm only three. I'm only three. I'm only three. Isn't it cute? That's what I worry is going to happen when pop stars have kids. Yes, I love it. So, I hate. This is higher with Meridian Dan. This is cute and fine. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I enjoyed listening to this the other morning, just and being like, "Yeah, this is Lily now, and that's fine." They're they're both no trigger bang. Yeah, grab a few grams and a few grand wrapped in elastic with a blue band. Look, they're not. It's hard out here for a bitch. Mm. Yeah, it is hard. But yeah, that's the thing. Like. I was saying this to someone the other day. I feel like Trigger Bang could have been as big as Hard Out Here if it was released as it was meant to have been and not leaked. Mm-hmm. Or not. Leaked. But it wouldn't have been released mm. as yeah, that. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, because her label, um, let me not discuss them. Yeah. <laughs> Remember the time, um, and this actually ties in the next artist we're going to play, that Lily Allen referred to James Bay as... Um, <laughs> <laughs> the most standard, basic, and least flavoursome herb. 
He no, really took those turned. criticisms, though, and improved himself. He did. This is Pink Lemonade. So he just did SNL. Bonkers. Um, had a great outfit on. Good. And that gained him some fans. How's the hair? It's still shorter. There's another pop star we need to talk about in terms of the hair situation in just a second. Don't fall into my arms. Oh, yes. I think I know who you're talking about. Um, this song's close to being a bad basic rock song, but there's something about it that I don't hate. Okay. It's not I don't love it, but I don't hate it. Why are you drinking VB? Victoria's best. I don't know what I'm seeing. You know what's been grinding my gears lately? Go on. Can, oh, I can go. Um, coriander gets all the hate as the worst herb, and they'd be right, but dill's right up there. It's pretty bad. Um, I pride myself on not having opinions on herbs. <laughs> Basil is the best herb, followed closely by rosemary, and that's all I have to say about it. This is well written. Good melodies in this. Yeah, it's good. It's what I wish Harry Styles sounded like. Literally. Because it's yes. currently going a little bit for what Harry Styles looks like. He has got like a great pink outfit on, on SNL. Just imagining a couple of A&R guys sitting around. Sorry, A&R people sitting around going. <laughs> yeah, look, if you, if you like take the Harry Styles thing, but you add a bit of like a, a sort of pop vibe to it, you might have like a really unique position in the market. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Can I just go back to Lily Allen for a second? Because I think something she said about this new album is really important. I believe that we as humans work through t- things by talking about them, and that's what making music is for me. It's sharing things that you hope are going to connect with people, not that are going to connect with algorithms. I think we are so led by outside forces in terms of the way we express ourselves nowadays because we're so scared of what comes back. It's something I've always wanted to explore. It's why I went into it at the beginning when it felt a lot more free. And I like that she's making music that she likes, not caring about whether it's going to go well on the viral charts. And I wish there were a few more artists who are a bit more like that. I'm now a rockist. I hadn't read that that quote. Music is pure. It's on our website. Edited. Yeah. Music needs to mean <laughs> something. <laughs> yeah, music music is back to the old days. Mate. All right, Nick. <clears throat> it's time. Oh, is it? It's is it time. time. Is it Is it time for What's what? up with what? You were like a second earlier than I wanted you to be, but that's okay. Oh, look, I had nothing to judge it on, so we're glad I got within the second. All right, so what this week? Nothing from the Daily Mail. Disappointing. Um, <laughs> but I have gained... I've, I've gathered our news this week from his Instagram. He Ooh. just won the iHeartRadio Music Award for Producer of the Year. Oh, nice! He said on Instagram that he's in complete shock, but uh, Benny Blanco had one of the best videos of all time. And oh my God, Kanye. Adele is shaking. Um, Very funny. <laughs> Just uh, before we go ahead, if you're a new listener to the podcast, um, this is where we <laughs> talk about our favourite producer in the world who no one knows. Watt. Andrew Watt. Remember the time he was on that Hayley Steinfeld song and just his name, Watt, was there and we were like, who is Watt? <laughs> what does he do on this? That was a key moment in our lives. We uh, need to find that audio of us just being like, who is what? We do, don't we? We've that's a fun. great idea. That'd be a really good throwback, yeah. Uh, we'll yeah. send it to our audio producer. So he's who been you? pictured with Post Malone, which is concerning. <laughs> and he is uh, recorded with Cardi B, which is interesting. Neither of those people I really care about. No, but do you know who do care about those? The the charts. Um, That's true. I also got a secondary um, What's Up With What update from podcaster Jamie um, over in the UK, or I think she's currently in New York hanging out with our mate Youngblood. 
Shouts to Youngblood. 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 Most wonderful boy on the planet. Um, she said, FYI, in case you were wondering what was up with what, he's on a mad one with Charlie and Benny. Amazing. Benny Blanco and Charlie XCX. Well, I can never tell if it's going to be Puth or XCX. Has anyone seen a certain man's hair situation right now? Yeah, Aunt Ruth. Is that who that picture was? You sent it and I didn't even know who it was. What is on? Charlie Booth is currently in drag as Auntie Ruth. Um, and the hair situation is problematic. Um, I think that there's really no excuse for just not for not getting a haircut. But he is producing an entire album himself. So, so inst- he looks like uh, he looks like a best friend character in Diary of a Wimpy Kid or something. Oh my god. <laughs> He could have at least gone to the people at the iHeartRadio Music Awards and gone, hey guys, can I just have a haircut? He needs hey guys, to I'm Charlie Puth. Sean Mendes' his hair. They strike a really good uh, in between of being a good haircut and a straight boy's haircut. Mm. Mm. Which is very difficult. Cut your hair, Charles. Project You, the podcast. I can make you look back, look back, look. Can I get your attention? I love a well-placed whistle. Blow my whistle, This is Betty Who's Look Back, written with Jesse St. John. Yes. Good couple of kids. She's got a wig. She's got a wig. Did you say wig? <laughs> wig. Yes. I feel that already. I feel, I feel that, that already. Step Look, I'll be the first to say I adore Betty Who, but this is not my favourite song of hers. It's up there for me. It's it's fine. What was the one before this? Ignore me. Ignore me. Huge. I loved that. This is the most upsetting thing. That wasn't a hit. Who did we play earlier? James Bay. Yeah. While love wasn't a hit. All these great songs people are crafting that don't become hits. It's sad. Because all the radio can play is Post Malone. Oh. Or in the case of a certain unnamed radio station, music from 2002 <laughs> by rock musicians. Are you dragging me? <laughs> no, actually. Because we're currently playing Bitch by Meredith Brooks. <laughs> I don't know who that is. Who on earth is Meredith? Anyway, move on. I'm a bitch. I'm a lover. Project U. The podcast. This is Evan Gia is her name. And she's signed to Foreign Family Collective, which is um, Odessa's label. And they put out, like, a single at a time. This is their 26th release. And Odessa, they're best. Yeah. Um, the chorus on this is so, so good. It's ridiculous. And on first listen, I thought it took a bit too long to build up. But I think I'm getting more and more, it feels a bit more, you know, condensed every time I listen to it, which is good. Um, and check the video out as well. It's on the blog. It's bonkers. It's like a desert dance party. That's projectu.tv. Thanks, mate. <laughs> okay, here comes the drop. Chorus. Stop, drop, drop. Oh, this is good. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Pop's been missing energy for too long, guys. Yeah, this is not bad. A couple of weeks. I mean, the Joy EP came out last week. 
Cool. Love and J-Lo soundtracks your intro. So, introduce us to this guy, Nathan. Alright, so this is a guy named Jim, J-Y-M. He's from New Zealand. We don't know really anything about him. He hasn't shown his full face in a photo yet. You know that shit that they do when they start as an artist. I heard, um... I messaged him the other night. Did you? Yeah. He's lovely. So this song's called Jungle, which creates an SEO nightmare, as jungle gyms are a thing that exists. <laughs> what about Jim Jungles? Jim's Jungles! But but I'm really into this song. That was Nick's ding of approval. <laughs> yeah. I don't speak anymore when I like something. <laughs> Real music criticism has died. They just play dings now. Go down, go down, go down. This is Doja Cat. I can't remember who she is, but I liked this song when I heard it today. Despite the fact she's been releasing music for uh, more than four years, you thought mm. to put her in the introducing <laughs> Introducing her to our audience. We've never played Doja Cat before. I don't know who she is. Apparently she's, she was born in Calabasas. I know. I think I'm looking at the same thing as you, yeah, Nathan. Because she, she, she had purple hair in this photo that I saw. Yes. Some ridiculous album names like Is This Froogy Groovies? Light and Shadow Under the Olive Tree. Soggy Joints. They're the kind of album names I just don't have time for. So she's on Rock Nation. That's fun. A very quotable quote from Hilly Dilly. Doja Cat has been one of the most versatile female artists doing it at the moment. I mean, you could say that about really uh, most artists. Yeah. Yeah. I'm telling you. What? This incredible. That's enough. This is fun. Yeah, it's a bit of fun. Tweet along with hashtag Project You Podcast. I love this song so much. It's so perfect. This is really good. It's grown on me a lot. Yeah. So I just keep on losing sleep. I've decided this kid is the future. I don't know why. I really like them already. Yeah. So the producer is Bajillionaire. Kid from Sydney. And the vocalist is a lady named Anna Jane, who I don't know anything about, because the only existence of her on Facebook is a private account with a school formal photo as her display <laughs> picture. I love the uprising of pop stars that are just called, like, Anna Jane, or Maddie Jane, or Anne Marie, or, like... It's like, I'm at Madeline Jane. Yeah. Shout out Madeline Jane. Shout out. Big shout Great writer. Yeah. So, yeah, this is just a really cute, warm, sweet pop song. Um, and Pajuina has done some, like, heavier, tr- kind of, like, I dare say trap stuff in the past. And now he's kind of like, you know what, fuck it. I actually really like pop music. I've always been around pop music. And this is what I want to make. And so he made this song and I found it the other day. And I was just like, oh, my God, this is ridiculous. Yeah. And it gets nice with every um, listen, I think. As well. I, I really am enjoying his Twitter. There are a lot of good tweets. Yes. Our candles are hobby is their favourite. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they are, because as an ex-boyfriend of mine discovered, it's very hard to make an income out of them. Unless you glass house. 
Um, and this was the one I really liked the other day. Literally all I want is a gig where I can just play pop dance tunes and not have a promoter come up to me and tell me to play something a bit harder, goddamn. Yes. This is very nice. Really nice. And I like its lyrical content as well. It's about being 19 or 20 and feeling like you have to like have all these life decisions worked out, but not having any life decisions worked out. And it fucking with your head. And I'm like, that's a really important topic, I think. Sure. <laughs> what were we doing at 20? This. I was studying makeup. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you were. Yeah. Project U, the podcast. So this is Everchange, who are a brand new band that only started last week, technically. Um, Luke McChesney, formerly of Forever Ends Here. It's his new pop project because pop music's great. We were lost in these dead end back streets, not knowing what we were running from. It's called Blood Clot. Couple kids with a point. Those are really, really good, like sharp words for a song. Mm. Yeah. I really like the vocal. I've always really rated Luke um, as a person, Ooh. as a singer, as a artist, because he's a really good graphic, uh, visual designer as well. You are the poison inside my veins. I fell in love with the feeling of feeling your pain. Where the reaction that can't be taken. You're the clot in my bloodstream that won't go away. This is actually really quite cool. Yeah. There's a lot of really good things happening. I don't think they quite all come together um, in a way that they could, but it's good. Oh, that it builds a bit in the second verse, as you can hear right now. Yeah. Exhibit A. Always a big fan of that. Big fan of the synth. Very uh, for you. <laughs> yeah, that's what mm. I thought, actually. <laughs> and I do. I like how it just goes in that fist-pumping moment in the actual Yeah. Part, so... You can really tell when an artist is thinking about how things will go live because the music's always better. Yeah. And Luke's really good live as well. I don't know about the other band members. Um, it's two dudes and a chick and... A woman, a woman. in a band. In a band. What? Playing the drums. That doesn't happen. How will she cope with her little lady arms? <laughs> Can't carry the, the drums. Big drums. Yeah, You're both up. idiots. So we'll keep an eye on Everchange for you. They're a Sydney trio you should keep your eye on. It's very Evermore. <laughs> what fucking realm are they? Like, Evermore? The name. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah, you're right. Everchange. Wow. Evermore. At projectu.tv. I was busy thinking about... Time for Nathan's Boys. Time. I know that is um, not the case. This week is an artist named... Eric or Eric, it's E-I-R-I-K. I don't know. He's, uh, I want to say Norwegian, but let me just say Scandinavian because I don't remember. <laughs> Never do. <laughs> this song is called Credit, and I really like it. Um, the, the, like, post-chorus is big. Is this the post-chorus? This is... No, this is the part where it's not as good and then it gets really good. Oh. Oh. He's from Norway, by the way. Quite explicit. 
What do we decipher being in credit to mean? Um, the opposite of debt. I was I was thinking, oh, you've like run out of whatever we're talking about in the song, whatever the metaphor is, and now you're in credit. I don't know. He's Norwegian. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. It sounds good. So speaking of Europe. Did I see that Benjamin and Grosso won Melody Festival? Yes, you did. You sure ah! did. Um, I'm so excited. <laughs> so, Benjamin in Grosso, as they say on the broadcast, which I watched earlier. <laughs> of course you did. Because um, <laughs> I'm telling you, you need to watch his performance of this song. It is so good. It's not on any like YouTube or even Vimeo, <laughs> not even Daily Motion. Well, it's how are only, we going to watch it? It's only on the official uh, Melody Festival and website. Could, did you have to VPN in? No. To watch it? Oh, that's it, good. it lets you watch it. Um, and there's e- an easy little list where you can skip to each performance. Oh, I, was, good. I was shook. I was so good. happy about that. Any other um, Scandies we should be watching out for? Not necessarily that made it and, and that we should keep an eye on? Well, um, 10 Music Group ended up with the number one and two spot. Uh, number two was Felix Sandman. Oh, yeah. Um, from Mr. the Sandman. boy band Fo and O, formerly known as the Foo and the oh, Foo yeah. Conspiracy. <laughs> um, he just came in with this really low-key ballad um, didn't make the first round, got to the second chance round, and then ended up coming second in the entire competition. Oh, my God. Because it just built so much momentum on streaming. This is the number one song in Sweden right now, and it's outselling the number two by more than double. Uh, Felix Sandman is number three. Yeah. So I'm just, I'm just reading the like little bio thing they've got for this song, and it says, certainly a song Michael Jackson and Justin Bieber would both pass on, but this has a certain appeal to folks who like both these singers. It's just oh like... God, what are you talking about? Where is that from? This is a mellow light dance number, but the staging here isn't as good as Benjamin probably thinks it is. Still, it has to be in with a chance of winning. Well, well I did win, bitch. <laughs> whoever wrote this, that's a bit embarrassing. Well, um, who wrote the song, Nathan? So that means... It was co-written by Louis Shul, who is uh, an Australian icon. Yeah. <laughs> Which means there are two Australian songs that are amazing uh, this year at Eurovision. Because the Jessica Malboy song is out. He's lost our Twitter poll earlier, so I got relegated to the back of the podcast. Yes, but this song is great. Why do we make? Um, it's just pure Eurovision uh, fodder. It's like a little bit dramatic. It's got a big chorus. It's got a lot of vocal moments. It's like um, got a few lines that are so, so vaguely political. <laughs> Another one with DNA. I will be so surprised if this doesn't win. It's, I mean, it's guaranteed top three. Yeah. I mean, top two from what we've got so far. And, and but... number one according to the current betting, although I don't think we're legally allowed to talk about betting odds on a podcast. Some kind of podcast oh. law. We break every other one, so might as well break. Yeah, I know. Um, I think this is the second best Australian Eurovision song so far, uh, uh, behind, of course, Dami Im. Yes. Silence. I, would, I think this is better. No. Nah. That's incorrect. <laughs> um, yeah, I just love the, um, you may think that we're powerless to change things, is as, <laughs> as far as the politics of this song goes. Wow. This song goes, which Pol- I would, speaks to global politics. I would, you know, find 
uh, more believable if Jessica Marboy had said anything vaguely political in her entire career, but she mm. hasn't. Do you think... I, I feel like it's been gone through before, but what happens if Australia does win Eurovision? Because they're not doing it in Australia, right? Um, basically... I believe broadcasters from various countries will like be able to like bid for it. Like we want the Olympic mm. situation. Mm-hmm. Was, oh, no, it would I'd really heard, most I'd heard likely it was Sweden. I'd heard it would automatically d- go to Sweden. Um, Sweden is expert at doing it, so they would want it. But I would also think that the UK might um, feel like it was their place. If Australia as the mother country wins Eurovision, yeah. what happens? I'm googling. Does Britain like, know it doesn't own us anymore? I, oh no, it still technically does. I feel like it would it? just go to the mother country. I like to call it oh. the mother country. But they always have such boring. You know, they would have won if they'd put steps scared of the dark in, and they didn't do that, so they don't deserve it. Google reckons it would just it would be a co-host situation, so they'd get an Australian host and Gretel a Colleen. European host. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> Actually, can we narrow down who would host it? I think Joel Creasy would probably end up getting it. It'd be yes. Joel or Miff. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Two people who I'm fully Riddle, here yeah. for doing it. Julia Zamira. Julia Zamira wouldn't do it, I don't reckon. Oh, but I she would she... be perfect. She would be our Petra. I think uh-huh, uh-huh. Noni Hazelhurst should do it. I think Noni Hazelhurst should do everything. I agree. Um, I'm really interested to see what the staging of this will be like. I'm doing an article at the moment that's like my top ten of Eurovision so far. I'm really having difficulty choosing between this and the <laughs> Benjamin and Grosso song. But I think Benjamin's currently winning just because I already know his staging. But, you know, all right, album alert. Okay, let's do it. Album alert. Album alert. Album alert. Hey, Nathan, who's putting an album out? Callum Scott. This is, yes, it is the third episode in a row I have mentioned Callum Scott. Which is unbelievable. Um, <laughs> so this album really surprised me by being good. So you'll know Callum Scott from his cover of Robin's Dancing on My Own. And current mm. hit ballad, You Are The Reason, duet with Leona Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> or hit EDM moment, oh. Dancing On My Own. No, not Dancing On My Own. Um, you, you Are, are the, the Reason, reason Tiesto, Tiesto remix. remix. Um, those are terrible misrepresentations of this album, which is actually good. This is what I miss most. Baby, what I miss most. Great. It's got a touch of the um, Nile Horrans to it. Um, mm. This this song was produced by Oscar Gores, who did Troye Sivan's My My My. Um, yeah, he did. And I've I've discovered that Oscar is now one of my favourite producers. <laughs> um, this is really good. And then there's another song that I'm really into. It's called Good to You. <sighs> This is quite nice. Yeah, so... Um, Very good. The Callum Scott album is actually full of really, really good pop songs, and I recommend going to listen to it. Um, it's good. I'm pretty happy ending the podcast on this, actually. Yeah. Yeah, really empowered for the week. Make sure you guys hit subscribe. Check out our chat with Troy Sivan if you haven't already. We had a lovely time doing it. Um, well done to you two on a great interview. I think oh, that was my first you, interview. That was your first interview. It was one of your first on camera, wasn't it? I, uh, other than Aria's, which are a very different situation, it was my mm. first on camera, yeah. 
Yeah, I was. I, I'm. It was such a nice time, and it was just nice getting to see Troy. Yeah. Although that's unless you count the vet I interviewed um, at Show Radio last well, year, the Easter Show. We didn't count the vet. So. <laughs> hey, you interviewed me on Show Radio. <laughs> oh my god, I forgot about that. I did. Guys, that's not uni this week. Oh, <laughs> on Thursday. Afters is lovely though. Let me first lecture you'll, you'll on Thursday while I'm on air. So that's good. Do they, are they yeah. recorded? Yeah. Oh, but I'm, no, I'm going to watch it while I'm on air anyway. Oh, okay, good. It's fine. <laughs> um, yeah, hit subscribe, guys. We've got plenty more of those chatty bits coming up because they do better than the normal episodes. So we'll do more interviews. Um, we'll, we'll have some kind of content... Um, <gasps> After we do the Love Simon premiere, so we're going to be on the red carpet. The Love Simon is that premiere. confirmed? Oh, I'll confirm it tomorrow. <laughs> um, we'll put it in the podcast anyway. Yeah, but we're going to chat to Nick Robinson and Catherine Langford. I really, Hopefully. really, we need. To, I just want to talk to Catherine Langford about Lady Gaga because <laughs> she's a huge stan, <laughs> and I'm really excited for whatever local talent will appear. Yeah, like, um, oh. do you want to do? Should we do some bets? Like some who? bets. Uh, I can already pretty much confirm. Alan Sabulia will yep. be there. The what other about, one. What about like? Uh, All right, hey. Yeah, that one. Prince, Prince Wilkins. Oh yeah. One of one of the Sony stable. What if they? I hope Peter Everett's there. Peter Everett will be there with Dickie Reed. What about Carl Bielfield? <laughs> Carl Bielfield will be there. Dickie Wilkins. I mean, the list could just go on and on. We'll see you there. We'll post about it at Project U. Hit subscribe. We love you lots. Bye. Bye. Project U, the podcast.